I'm keen to see how technology uh, merges with, with, with art. I started drawing pears and then painting them because they have elements of the female form. How do you uh, choose this sort of profession? Doodle, even if it's geometric. Quite a lot of people use Photoshop to create their, their artwork for their screen. <laughs> Before we kick off, um, I do need to ask you that you are not having this interview with me today under duress. I am not having this interview under duress. Well, I am, but... Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope it's not because of me. <laughs> no. Uh, and, and also, I'd like to, to just confirm, please don't sue me. Is that okay? That's absolutely fine. I will not sue you ever okay. unless you. you take all my words out of context and mix them all up. And give it to Donald Trump and we'll yeah. make some fake news. No. I won't do that. That's perfect. Good. Perfect. <laughs> so, with that said, let me uh, open it up. I also apologise if anybody comes in and knocks on the door. It'll just give it authenticity. Okay. So it's fine. <laughs> so, welcome everyone to uh, the fourth episode in uh, the audio project, The Wimbledon Warehouse of Art. Um, I am yet again in the gorgeous warehouse down in South London, in beautiful Wimbledon. Uh, close to Wimbledon, at least. And I am very happy to continue the series uh, with, uh, with Panache. Today, uh, I have yet another uh, accomplished individual in the room, and I'm excited to get to know a bit better. And once again, for new listeners, the concept of the project is really to break open the mind of an artist, understand what goes on in there, and, uh, and understand uh, also, secondly, what's going to happen in the future in the world of art. How is digital technology going to impact things, if at all? And uh, that's why we're here today. So, without further ado, welcome, Jane. Hi. Hi, Jane. <laughs> and uh, without me talking anymore, let me hand it over to you. Why don't you give us a little introduction to who you are and, and why you're here in the, in the warehouse? Um, hi, I'm Jane Bain, B-A-I-N. Um, I'm a screen printer and painter. I mainly do screen printing nowadays and I'm in Wimbledon Art Studios because I needed space. I can't work at home doing this sort of thing, um, even though I'd like to. Um, it's also great to have a good community here and mm. I have lots of friends that I talk to. I have fellow screen printers that I discuss projects with and um, ideas and we discuss problems together, which is brilliant. And then there are the artists that also are inspiring. And so um, it's good to be here, really, mm, excellent. in this community. So the community is one thing, the place is another for the space, so it has a multi-purpose function. It's, I couldn't have all this mess in my house. <laughs> it's a nice place. My, my house does not have enough room for all of this. I think it's a curse in London, by the way, so yeah. I think all of us can relate to that. So, so we were talking a little bit about it when I, when I came in uh, off, off recording, uh, how long have you actually been here? Well, that's that's a good question um, because I worked here in the office originally and um, that was I worked here for four years. Then I left. Mm -hmm. I also had a studio during that time and then I left and I moved country and um, I've been back here as a full-time artist and I think it's 
six, seven years, I can't quite remember, <laughs> times, dates fall into insignificance, <laughs> disappear. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but you were here, then left, then you came back as a yeah. full-time resident. I know I was in Singapore for two years. That's all I know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, next up, one of the things I'd like to get my head around. So, yep. uh, I've spoken with a fair few artists uh, now around a different uh, the, the the craft they do, yeah. And now looking around the room, we're covered in uh, in, in in your artwork, in books, in there's a wealth of items in this room, and I'd love everyone to see through my eyes. But uh, there's a lot of, of gorgeous items in here. So, what drew you? If we now look at your actual work, yeah. What drew you to this particular work, printmaking and and painting? Okay, so. Um, I studied graphic design at college. I mean, being anything else but a creative was never an opportunity for me. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I, I'm very good at admin, so I have done admin in my life as well. But um, I studied graphic design. Unfortunately, when I left college, I couldn't sustain a job in graphic design because it was during a time when graphics was changing, there mm -hmm. wasn't enough money around or anything like that. So I actually worked for John Lewis and I worked in the um, buying department. Yep. Um, when I started to be creative again properly, I started drawing large still lives, which were mainly fruit and veg. Right. Okay. Now, these large still lives were bigger than me. Okay. They would take up half a wall... They are massive. And I drew. And then I started to introduce paint and work on that. And I ended up painting pears. Yeah. I didn't paint anything else but pears. <laughs> they weren't small. They were large. Yeah. So then I got introduced to screen printing. Mm -hmm. Just just out of the blue. I had a class I, I was went to with a friend. And, um, well, I said, I'll carry on with my pears because yeah. that's what I do so yeah. I did a pair yeah and then I did another class I did more pears great and then I was hooked and now the pears have developed into cherries figs lemons watermelon pineapple and then I started introducing, which were all very graphic so mm -hmm. I was going back to my graphic roots and all very graphic and then I've started, well, everything else is just snowballed me. I can, I use the medium in such a way that it's a variable monoprint. Uh -huh. So each one is slightly different, but not the same, which is very appealing mm -hmm. and has a slightly abstract nature in some ways, but is very rigid in another way, which right. works with me. So, so I, that sounds very confused. No, sure. no, I, I, I get it. So uh, maybe just uh, let's let's go back a bit. So the pear, the pear. Obviously, the pear seems to be, for some reason, something you find interesting. Yes. Why the pear? Why the pear? Oh, I wanted to do life drawing, and I was in Asia. I was. This was when I was in Hong Kong, and I couldn't get life models or I was too shy to get life models and um, I didn't know many people um, it was hard 
to find an art shop in Hong Kong, yet alone oh. anything else. And um, I started drawing pears and then painting them because they have elements of the female form, you know, and each one is different. And so I'm not drawing a pear straight on. It's a pear laying down. It's a pear with a mate. Mm -hmm. It's a pear with its bum sticking out yeah, yeah. of one half of the picture, cheeky looking in. Yeah, yeah. You know, it. You can you can arrange the pear in so many different ways that just or just be a pear. <laughs> and you've got the shadow as well to play with. And yeah. So you know, it was. They I I treated them like women, people. So you saw them as a symbol for the female body or as an analogy of the female body? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, you know, women are described as pear-shaped, but... <laughs> why not Why not the male, male uh, body? What drew you to the female? I have no idea. Huh. <laughs> I just picked up a pear in the shop and went, God, I need to draw that. And, and I... I I, you know, I'm loving the shape and then I'm thinking, but actually, you know, I like that and I like the shapes of that on the female form and... That is interesting. So you yeah. kind of, if I could, if I could zoom back in like uh, one of those uh, Back to the Future machines. Yeah. And I find the day that you, you stood in the shop with a pear in your hand and looked at that and reflected on, ooh, I want to draw that pear. Was that, would you say that's the genesis? Yeah. I mean, you know, my husband would come home laugh to see a little post-it note on the pear in the fridge going, "Do not eat me," <laughs> <laughs> and and um, because you had to put them in the fridge because otherwise, if you left them overnight, they would start to disintegrate very quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the um, the day that I found a pear with a leaf on it in the supermarket, <laughs> he was like, "Oh, really?" I said, "Yeah, I'm carrying this home in my hand." So I don't, the leaf doesn't fall off. And he like, you've got to get another life. <laughs> but no, I painted leaves and stuff on my pear. That's fascinating. Uh, no, I think that's fascinating. That, that's a, a great, great way of kicking off the insight into your artwork. <laughs> so, so maybe let's, let's, let's zoom forward a bit. So, okay, okay. start with a the pear. There was an attraction there. Uh, and then eventually you got into uh, um, printmaking. Printmaking. Um, and my uh, first print was a pair. It was, yes, to, 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 to you know, full circle. Yeah. Uh, but it was not until that point in time that you started deviating from the pairs, your focus well, I had or... I had um, deviated and um, had a moment with lemons. Okay. I used to paint a lot of lemons and trees. Mm -hmm. um, everybody used to say, what if I have an apple, Jenna? I'm going, no, it doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> but um, a lemon, I mean, I was, the lemons in tree series came from when I was in Spain. Yeah. I was um, drawing in the in the mountains in the distance and um, I was under a tree and I suddenly looked up and I said, okay, we're not going to paint pears wholly now. There's lemons. They look like gold in that tree. I'm going to paint it amongst amongst the leaves. That's it. And so... So the lemon got included in the your lemon, so yeah. But okay. that was a long time coming after the pear. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd better diverse a little bit, you know. <laughs> so yet again, the Back to the Future machine. The yeah. second one would be under a tree in Spain. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. Okay. 
So we had the pear, we had the lemon. Yeah. And then, then you moved in, then it started going into more variants. You sort of, now you open another book and so you start looking at more. My, my first screen prints were pear, yeah. lemon. And then I thought, okay, I've got two. Where can I go from here? Yeah. And I went, well, let's keep it on the fruit. And I did cherries. Mm-hmm. And they were they were quite successful. I like that. Yeah. And then um, I went on to do a fig. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay. And we dubbed that the fruit machine. Oh, nice. So every so often I add more fruit yeah, just yeah, to yeah. vary it up a little bit. Yeah. We have small ones. We have big ones. Yeah, we yeah, have, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. all different sizes. Yeah. But then after a while I was thinking, okay, how do we move on? move on from this so i printed them quite small on mm-hmm. a5 and i sold a few cards like okay. that yeah and then i thought well screen printing it's quite commercial mm. in a way because you can do multiples of things yeah and although i'm a i do a lot of variable screen printing you it's quite nice to have an original card that may be slightly different from another card yeah um it's more original it's a selling point and then I started what I would dub my subscription calendar. So that is a case of me. I've been doing it for three years now. Uh-huh. And each month I create a piece of calendar art and um, I send it out to various people who have subscribed to it. Oh, clever. And so each month you can't plan your world you know don't don't think about june now yeah yeah because yeah. you haven't had the june calendar yet yeah yeah <laughs> i'm just about designing april for next week yeah um and um that was a way for me to have fun with screen printing create a body of greeting cards mm-hmm. because most of my calendars get turned into greeting cards as well Makes sense. and why not it's it's a good way to multitask, so I I diversed. Huh. So let me ask you a question. So I think first of all, brilliant idea on the subscription calendar. This is a solid solid idea. Um, but just looking around as well at what we got here. So you know, there's a lot of prints which make sense to what we just talked about. Yeah. But then I'm also seeing there's a, a painting at the back. Of the yeah, that's room. a pair. <laughs> of a pair, obviously. So, what's the um? You know, do you still like? Do you see now that your 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 primary um, medium mm-hmm. is screen printing, yes. screen making? Yes, but all my screen prints start off as a drawing. Okay. So I I like to keep the drawing side very strong. Yeah. And I develop my drawing. I don't go into um, Photoshop very much. Yeah. I do all my hand-drawn images. I put, do them in ink and um, then I get them onto the screen and go through the process. So it's I very rarely do gotcha. photoshopping. Yeah, gotcha. So it basically you, you, you do the drawing, you, you throw it into a piece of software, do it maybe a slight... No. Nope. No changes whatsoever? Nope. I would do another drawing. Another drawing. Beautiful. I'm very old school. That makes sense. <laughs> So it's just so if I look at the subscription calendar, the yeah. the actual dates and stuff, is that also hand-drawn dates? Um, the first ones were. Okay. 
Um, these ones aren't. These okay. these were produced by my lovely husband for me. Lovely. <laughs> so he actually um, he's he's a designer. So okay. he he um, just can whip those up to merge About, the two and, and yeah, blah. that's yeah. that's excellent. Makes okay. my life easier. So, and, and actually, just going back to the to to drawing, um, what is it that you draw with? What is is this? Watercolor? What is this? Watercolor or something else? Um, so I draw with pencil. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my first stage. Yeah. Then I get the pen and ink out, or I will use a um a marker called a Posca pen. Okay. Um, and it depends what sort of line I want. Okay. So if I want a block of color, I might cut up a bit of black paper. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's how you make a. Uh, the stencil the hat so you've got to make a couple of stencils to make the layers mm -hmm. but everything has to be black yeah so it might end up orange but it started off black ah. so it, part of the process is thinking the colorways that you're going to print mm -hmm. but thinking in a very logical layering way okay yeah. So so when you print, it's a layering process. Is that how yeah. it works? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I will have three or four screens on the go. Yeah. And um, it's easier to show you. Yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. have three or four screens on the go. I would have a yellow screen, a blue screen, yeah. and a and a red screen. And um, you print one. Yeah. Um, you let the print dry, then you clean the screen, then you go on to the next color, etc., etc. Et and the layers build it up and. It's just knowing what to do and when to do it. It's all hand printed. Yeah. It's all hand printed in here. The size of the print depends on the size of the screen. So if I've got big screens, I will use big screens. Or this, I have one um, A2 screen, mm -hmm. which is quite big. Um, but I would, if I wanted to do a bigger picture than A2, I would make it up of various thing it can be made up of different sizes cool what i'd like to look at next is now moving a little bit away from the art itself that you produce yeah. now a big part of what i'm trying to get at here is how do you uh, choose this sort of profession you know what sort of mental uh, connective tissue do you need in place to do this versus uh, taking a say a, a job somewhere else you said you know earlier that uh, you always wanted to be creative, but you did do some admin at John yes. Lewis, for example, or sorry, yeah. the buying department. Yeah. And I think a lot of people out there, they sort of have a, a creative streak in them. Yes. But I think a lot of people are, are, are finding it hard to find out how can I dedicate time on that and what is it? So if you could maybe talk a little bit about how, how did you manage to carve out time to, to get this going, even though it was slow, but, but how did you manage to get going in the early days? In the in the early days, well, I was very lucky, very very lucky indeed, because um, the catalyst came for me was um, I couldn't work anymore. Mm. I I was moving country. I wasn't allowed to work in that country, mm. um, so I had to leave my job. Yeah. So therefore, what would you do all day? I mean, you know, the Hong Kong government classed me as a housewife. Um, <laughs> Even though I said, no, I'm an artist. And they said, right, really, yeah. You're a housewife. And yeah, yeah. so what do you do in a in a country where you're not allowed to work? Yeah. You only know creative stuff as a pastime anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I turned it round and said, 
right, this is my opportunity to become a full-time artist. This is, this is my opportunity. But before all of that, I had sketchbooks on the go. Yeah. So, so I would always have a sketchbook when I went on holiday, always find a little bit of time to do a drawing somewhere. Um, I would always go to exhibitions, make time mm -hmm. for myself on that. I've got thousands and thousands and thousands of postcards and books about art and everything like that. And that's not just since I've been an artist. That's yeah. been forever. Yeah. And I used to sew a lot. Okay. So, you know, it's very easy to sit and watch TV, but yeah. also sew. Yeah. So, you know, you can always do something. I think that's useful. I think yeah. it really is useful. Um, and I, I think uh, a lot of, uh, of people, they also have tendency to think, well, oh, this person just became an artist. Yeah. It's not just that. It, 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 it is, a, of course, it is taking the decision, but it's dedicating the time. You, you, have to, you have to dedicate the time. You have to make space somehow yeah. within your day yeah. or within the week or, and say, you know, there are loads of classes out there. You know, say this month I'm going to try and go to a life drawing class. Mm -hmm. And then if you liked it, sign up to go to the one the next month. You don't have to do it every week. Yeah. You could say once a month I'm going to do this. Yeah, good advice. So look a little bit more in the, the creative brain. Um, do you think it requires a certain um, wiring? Some people don't get it. Yeah. Some people can't do it. But then you, they, there is always something within them, I think, even those people who go, I don't get it. Yeah. I can always find something in them. You know, there is some creativity somewhere. Yeah. Say you're talking about accountants earlier. They might find something interesting about numbers or something. Yeah. But then I know a very creative accountant yeah. as well. Yeah. So she she does drawings on her on her own by herself. Yeah. But they they're not the standard arty arty drawing. They're more of a reflection of her. Yeah, of course. So people doodle, even if it's geometric. You it's know, still, it's, and, and it's what's still, the boundary, I guess, yeah, as well. Still <clears throat> creativity, just like painting a wall red. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. All right, so. Talk a little bit about the, the, the work itself. Talk a little bit about the mind of, of an artist. Now, making a living of art, I guess, is another challenge. Impossible. And, and yeah. I think that's like <laughs> the other thing. I think everyone... So let's say that you manage to, to start getting your ball rolling and you're starting yeah. to get into a craft and you, you genuinely love it and you want to make something out of it. Any advice on how uh, you can start now start selling it? How can you start earning money uh, on, on the work you do from it's, your experience? It's very hard. It's very hard. You know, sometimes you think you've got the formula right, um, especially in the print world, you know, it's because it's considered quite commercial because you don't just print one. Yeah. You print more than one, ten, yeah. three. But you you it's, it's a slow burn, really, at the end of the day. You keep on having to work on it. The formula is is not finite. Yeah. Um, but it is if somebody likes it, somebody likes it. Somebody out there, wherever it is, there will be somebody who likes it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I personally might see somebody's work and go, God, that's awful. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. But somebody out there will buy it. Yeah. It's finding the audience. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's it's finding the audience. Any advice on how you, you found yours? Like, what was the way that you eventually found people who enjoyed what you created? Um, I think it was mainly through the shows, the art fairs here. Okay. And I've started to build my following from it. Also, Instagram is quite good. Okay. So people follow me on Instagram. And I've sold a few pieces that way as well. Excellent. So, you know, it does work. So keep, keep working the presence. at it. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Very good. Cool. So now, um, before I jump into the sort of second chapter, I want to spend a bit of time. I won't spend too much, but but a bit to just get your take on it. I want to just look at the uh, at, at the future from your uh-huh. point of view. So, <laughs> so let's say that we were to sit down in another five years or ten yeah. years for another interview. Uh, where would you like your art to be at that point in time? Everywhere. <laughs> no, I, I, um, I don't know. I would, in in ten years' time, I would like to, because I do teaching as well. Mm. I would like to own a gallery and teaching space with workshops with it. In ten years' time, I don't think that's going to happen ever. <laughs> I think that's just an amazing dream I yeah, have that yeah. one day that just might happen. Yeah. As for my artwork, I would like to hope it would develop with it. Yeah. Um, I would like to hope that a company would have taken on my greetings cards and I get regular income from that. You know, there are there are various things that. I'm hoping will happen this week. So, <laughs> um, but um, it's a long horizon. I grant you that. It's, but, it's but a long time. Yeah. I think it shows case a little bit at least where your where your brain's yeah. at. So the merging the, the the school concept, for example, yeah, uh, it seems to be. I would I would attract. really like to do that. Yeah. That would be great fun. And also um, it gives it work, for though. young people, which yeah. is which is an excellent one. Yeah, you do teach. I saw that. Yeah. Well. How, maybe just briefly, how what is your teaching uh, activities? So I teach, um, I have workshops in um, screen printing yeah. from beginners, how to basically screen print at home. Great. Um, you don't need any fancy major equipment. So I've just got wooden boards and clamps, oh, wicked. basically. Uh, my my exposure unit is a light bulb. Fantastic. You don't need a big vacuum exposure unit. Yeah. You can do it in a very, very simple way. Cool. And it is easy to do. And that's why I teach that. And I teach kids from five to 65. No, okay. beyond. So any age group. Beyond. Yeah. Um, I also teach drawing and general art and try and help people there. Perfect. But mainly with kids. If anyone needs any uh, any, any teaching. Oh, yeah. They go Come on. To me. Yeah. Cool. So um, uh, the, the latter part of the, the call today um, or the interview today is, is all about uh, now where, where my, my own experience plays a, a fair bit. So, um, again, to, to you guys who's listened uh, for a while now, um, I'm, I'm keen to see how technology uh, merges with, with, with art. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we're seeing recent examples like the Banksy incident. In addition, uh, recently we saw an announcement in 2019 that the first AI, artificial intelligence generated painting was sold in France at a Christie's. Ooh. So we, we're starting to see movers uh, or instances where technology seems to take on some of the art development process. Uh, and in each of the interviews I have, I'm keen to just get 
your take on it. If it's don't think it's going to happen or yeah, it could be interesting and applicable just to get your take on it. So if you look at it, you mentioned Instagram, that's one way you use technology or digital channels right now. Yeah. Is there any other, say, um, movements in the technology scene that you like look at now and then? Or what is your viewpoint on that that merger of technology with what we're sitting on here? Um, my my screen printing is quite traditional and it's quite traditionally led and old school led. Um, I said I don't use Photoshop or anything like that, but that doesn't mean that it can't happen, that I wouldn't necessarily do it, but somebody else would. Yeah. You know, it's it's the case of an interactive, is there a message going on, can you see it, whatever. It could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it would interest me is another matter. Mm. But then... Um, we're, we're see, you know. Yeah. Still early it's, days. It's still early days. Who Who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? Yeah. But, 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 but looking at, um, say, the, the, the screen uh, printing activity itself, have you seen instances where someone has gone towards a more modern, less traditional approach to it? Or have you not seen that? Quite a lot of people use Photoshop to create their, their artwork for their screens and then they layer it up and they get rid of bits and mm-hmm. they... Um, put bits in um they some people do all their artwork for screen printing mm-hmm. via photoshop and and the computer yeah um but at the end of the day mm-hmm. they've got to put it on the screen and they've got to go through the same way of um putting the paint on and squeegeeing it down yeah um okay you can get machines to do that for you as well now yeah um and and in a way, laser laser printing art um, is is a direction similar to that. Yeah. But um, you know, at the end of the day, despite the fact that you've got the photoshopped image, yeah, you're still going back to the traditional screen print. So maybe uh, we we'll see a a market for both, but also there's there already is a hybrid. Like you still yeah. need to go back to the yeah. You still need to go physical. Back print at some yeah. point in the process i guess yeah you still got to mix the ink yeah you still got to physically squeegee the paint onto the screen yes so. maybe a, a little of a sidetrack so if, if you like took it take your um your your uh, calendar for example yeah. your your um, what, what did you call it again your, your subscription subscription calendar. calendar um do you know of any of your uh, um uh, clients who buy this would they want that on a on an iPad, for example? You know, you could go left and right and have a have the actual calendar in a digital copy as well. Well, they as they could do. No, nobody's asked me for that. Okay, but then um, most of the people who have bought it tend to um, have it for a year and display it every every time they get a new one. They put it up on the wall and go look at this one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it actually becomes like a display piece yeah interesting it's oh it's a continuous changing piece of artwork okay no i think that's that's that, that's fun but i'm also thinking if it would be an easy one for you as well yeah but um you know that's what instagram's for <laughs> and you know what let's just talk briefly about that okay uh, i think the uh what i've seen as well when i've spoken with some of your your colleagues um even though it's different fields, a lot of them are saying very similar. They haven't really seen the, the, the impact yet. They see examples of this technology or digital movement within their field, but 
they all refer to I absolutely use a online you know, social presence. Yeah. So um, you mentioned Instagram yourself. Yeah. Is there any other uh, good tools that you've used uh, historically uh, that, that helps you get your art across to a wider audience? Um, well, you've got um, online shops, but I haven't really found them very successful. Okay. Um, Instagram, Pinterest, Facebook um, business page. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so yeah. They, that's, that's the way I, I put my work out. Okay. Why do you think the online markets are not working that much? Because they're saturated. Um. And you have to have... You have to work quite hard at... Um, you have to quite work quite hard at trying to get your image there, get to the top of the page, so yeah. to speak. Yeah. So, you know, somebody can put in, I want a hair card, and you're on page three. Uh. And it's just like, oh, really? Yeah. How yeah. many people have got the time to... Go through. I want a hair card that's been screen printed yeah. in blue, blah blah blah, and then you might get mine. <laughs> okay, so I, I I think I actually think that's an interesting one because yeah. I I see the the concept of marketplaces like as you said the fairs are useful, um, and I'm curious if there would be a, a version of that fair that could be done in a a digital space. Yes. See, that would be interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how that would look. No. Um, I mean, I'm I'm currently working on my shop on my website, so mm -hmm. um, that will hopefully will happen before the next show. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Because I'm, then somebody I know will be going directly on to buy whatever I have in my shop. Yeah. Whereas when it's an online um, multi-person shop, there are so many people to find and yeah. go through and look. Yeah. Look at so. And even me as a, I buy art. I, I love it. Um, but but uh, even me, if I were to go online to shop, to my like when I look at Google and I say I want to Google uh, search something, if it's not in the top five results, I'm You've like gone. Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Um, and I think the same applies. Which, oh yeah. Which, which is also a bit of a shame because then what will happen is whoever is good enough at at creating buzz around whatever their specific piece is at the top of the pile. I'm sure there's some things and movers you can I'd do to get it. I'd rather screen just... print than spend my time trying to work out the algorithms that I'm meant to work out. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather do a drawing. I'd rather drink a cup of tea. No, I, I completely <laughs> get it. And I was just curious, do you think down the line, and have you seen it already, that if you have, um, say, artists who really want to try and get their art across in there? very commercial manner, big scale manner. Um, do you know of any instances where they, they almost have their own marketing department? So yes. they do their own. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they do. I mean, there are a couple of instances of that. Yeah. Um, and they do have somebody who will do the marketing for them. Full time and, gig. Yeah. Basically. I, I'm not on that scale. <laughs> I wish I was, but no, I'm not. No, yeah, 10 years. Maybe I, I'm, I'm good at doing other people's marketing, but not my own. Yeah. <laughs> but do you know one last thing, just because you mentioned the school concept. Yeah. Have you ever thought about uh, how screen printing, teaching screen printing could be done, say, videos? If you look at YouTube clips. Oh, there's loads of them. Exactly. Loads of them. But is there a way of, of, of establishing course material you thought about or played with that concept? I haven't thought about that, but maybe I should for my 10-year-long plan you that you're going to make me do now. <laughs> Start somewhere. Yeah. 
I mean, time and concept. So come back to me in 10 years. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Excellent. Good. So I think that's all for me today. So um, I tend to finish each of these episodes yep. with a, a final question. What's the final question? It's this. So if you were to give one piece of advice to a budding artist out there who really, you know, I really want to get into this, but I don't know. I can't see the, the tree for the for the woods. Um, what would your advice be for them to to start their journey like you did? Keep at it. Just keep drawing. Keep a sketchbook. Um, find give yourself half an hour a day. Find time. Just to keep, but just keep on doing it. And if if you do it, it will come eventually. Beautiful ending. And you'll find your way. <laughs> Good stuff. So that ends this episode today. Thank, Thank, Thank you. you very much, Jane. It was no a pleasure. pleasure. And uh, good luck with your cold. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Hey everyone, Hansa, the creator of the show. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you want more, just uh, click next and uh, enjoy the next episode. Uh, I also want to give a big thank you to the Wimbledon Art Studios for making this happen. Uh, thank you for the collaboration and uh, enjoy.